You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, mm. and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. And this, my friends, is uh, hour number two of The Rob Carson Show. It's Friday, and by the grace of God, it is finally Friday. Bruce Lavelle, longtime advisor for President Trump, joins us uh, in the bottom of the hour. He's the former executive director of the National Diversity Coalition for Trump, and he's also a hell of a nice guy. And uh, he delivered an impassioned address last night on uh, on Newsmax, actually. It was on Newsmax. He appears on a lot of networks and uh, uh, just basically offered people some advice on what they should do to fight back against, uh, you know, what the federal government is to, uh, to us. And to uh, and Donald Trump, I just got this uh, article uh, texted to me. Um, Martin Luther King Jr. was arrested 29 times for these so-called crimes. Now, you know, you shouldn't say that because Donald Trump isn't black. I know, but uh, you see, uh, Donald Trump is the enemy of the state. And Martin Luther King was, too. And what they did is they dummied up a bunch of uh, charges that were nonsensical against him to put him in jail and to shut him down. That's what they did. Like, for instance, on uh, September 30, 1958, while attending, uh, attempting to attend the arraignment of a man accused of assaulting Abernathy, King uh, is arrested outside Montgomery. Recorders uh, court and charged with loitering. See, that's what they did. They charged him with a bunch of uh, little stuff. That's what, uh, that's what uh, uh, Alan Dershowitz said, because he was in the uh, 1960s. He was one of those Mississippi burning lawyers that went down south, and he said, you don't even spit on the sidewalk down there because they will indict you for it. And that's what they're doing with Donald Trump. That's what I said when I played that bite at the beginning of the show from Malcolm X, saying the, the person that the, the black man or woman need to be concerned with is the black liberal. And right now, that liberal is controlling all of the messaging that gets to certain communities via the news media, by big social media. They always promise the same thing every election cycle. We're going to make schools better. We are going to make sure you get government benefits that you need. We're going to make everything better. And what do they do? They get up the day after the election. They put money on the dresser, and they walk out the door. And it's not even that much money. So uh, it is. Uh, these are interesting times, and, and people are, are getting it. People are starting to get it. They understand what's happening. They understand that Washington, D.C. is completely tone deaf to you and me. For instance, listen to this. Hunter Biden, crack-addicted prostitute monger, uh, who, by the way, while he was living at the White House... I don't know how it happened, but they found cocaine in the White House. It's like almost somebody left it for someone who had a cocaine problem because, you know, they're surrounded by security all the time, and that's the only way they could get their cocaine. I'm just thinking out loud. I'm I'm certainly not meaning to make this relatable to anything. But Hunter Biden is moving into a $15,800 a month Malibu home with his wife, Melissa, and son, Bo. As Secret Service hunkers down across the road in a taxpayer-funded crash pad. Wow. So $16,000 a month for Hunter Biden to... Uh, to what, what, what is the mortgage payment on that, right? Isn't it a million dollars? Million dollar mortgage right now. What is that, about eight or ten grand a month? Maybe. So that's a couple million dollars house, right? 16,000 could you I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to enjoy was that $500 a night $600 a night right 30 days 
past September or whatever, I couldn't have five hundred dollars uh, worth of fun in a hotel room. Even if I was partying with Hunter Biden, I couldn't have that much fun. But that's what's going on. That's that's the uh, that's what's happening in, in America. Uh, we've got Hunter Biden, who is a, a spoiled child. Uh, he's the guy who was the bag man for Joe Biden, and uh, and now we've got copious bank records showing that he is uh, uh, he has funneled money. He's gone out. He's hustled with his dad. Oh, did you hear the the latest on this? Hunter Biden apparently flew with Joe Biden, what, like 14 times. And he would, like, exit a different exit of the plane and go out and do business. we got details coming up on that. But $15,800 a month. What kind of a place do you get for $15,800 a month? Wow. It is a a four-bedroom home just across the road on a cul-de-sac that enjoys ocean views and even a hot tub. You will never be able to experience that. I will most probably... No, I wouldn't want to live in California. You and I will never be able to live like that. We couldn't even dream about it. $16,000 is what you pay per year. <laughs> you know, isn't, that, isn't that the way it is? It's, uh, this, is this is how they feel about us. And then, and then by the way, and we'll get to this uh, in a little while. On Maui, uh, we are being told to say that it's cool that FEMA has a thousand agents staying in five-star resorts and and the reason why we're saying they say it's okay is because they're not paying the the standard rate they're playing paying essentially the priceline rate right so what you do is is uh, you know it's a thousand dollars a night and FEMA has a maximum of like five hundred dollars a night that they uh, that they charge or that they're gonna pay right and uh, and we're supposed to feel good that uh, uh, FEMA is is uh, only paying the the, uh, the their rate that they're paying for them to stay in a five star hotel. So the agents are still paying enough to stay in a five star resort with all of the accommodations and everything. While people in Maui, uh, people in Lahaina, where where their families are waiting to find out which of their relatives are dead or they're trying to find them. They're sleeping in gymnasiums and whatnot. And FEMA is giving itself a pat on the back for not paying market rate. Real smart. Really smart. FEMA Perks Negotiator. Now at FEMAPerks.com, federal emergency management employees can name their own price. They can spend thousands at luxury hotels at the taxpayer's expense. While citizens of Maui are living in tents, gymnasiums, and churches, and barely getting enough to eat. $1,000 a night for a penthouse suite, Mr. FEMA? No problem. $350 for room service for one person? Such a deal. Six grand for a private FEMA cocktail party? Book it, Dano. It's all at (laughs) FEMAPerks.com. Shop, compare, steal. FEMA Perks Negotiator. Yeah, these are the uh, indignities of the uh, the federal government, the ruling class. The indignities. I, I like to say that we are we are experiencing diminishing returns. I mean, what are we getting? Honestly, what are we getting? When people in East Palestine, Ohio, are already forgotten about, their struggles are still massive. Their their property values are worthless. Anybody who lives in East Palestine, in Ohio, after the train wreck try and sell their houses nobody wants to live there it's like hey we got a great place in times beach who wants to move here anybody want to move to three mile island it is uh, remarkable how tone deaf they are and yet uh, the mainstream media is uh, completely down with all of that 
they ignore the crimes of a president and his family, and they uh, persecute the man who gave us the uh, lowest black unemployment rate, the largest number of women in the workplace, the, the lowest inflation we've seen in our lifetimes. I can go on and on. A secure border, a strong defense. Suffered slings and arrows from the media, 97% of the coverage, negative, two impeachments, one raid after he left office, one impeachment after he left office, and now four historical indictments. Never been done. But don't worry, it's not political. <laughs> it is, it's, just, it's just remarkable. It's just remarkable. This is Donald Trump yesterday after he, uh, he left the courthouse in uh, Georgia. Uh, by the way, after uh, getting hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people along the route where he was driving to the courthouse, mostly people of color applauding him and cheering him. What has taken place here is a travesty of justice. We did nothing wrong. I did nothing wrong. And everybody knows it. I've never had such support. And that goes with the other ones, too. What they're doing is election interference. They're trying to interfere with an election. There's never been anything like it in this our... This is what Democrats do. They always say the other side is doing exactly what they're doing. They do that. They do that all the time. Uh, so they are, you know, essentially saying that, uh, well, Donald Trump, he tried to throw the election. There were 18 co-conspirators, so they were trying to throw the, co- co- you know, the election. And I know, But in the meantime, you've got four prosecutors all at the same time bringing charges, all politically uh, associated and affiliated at the same time. They waited on all of this until election season. I think you get it. Before, this is their way of campaigning. And this is one instance, but you have three other instances. It's election interference. So I want to thank you for being here. We did nothing wrong at all. And we have every right, every single right, to challenge an election that we think is dishonest, yeah, that we think is very dishonest. So thank you all very much, and I'll see you uh, very soon. Why are they trying to, what are they trying to cover up? What are they trying to cover up? It's kind of weird, right? Whenever the the left goes bat guano crazy and they say, like, for instance, uh, January the 6th was the worst thing to happen to America since since 9-11. But if I'm not mistaken, uh, 350 first responders weren't crushed to death in the Capitol and 300 people didn't jump from the the burning building. I'm just saying, if you're going to make a comparison that's that absurd, you might want to try to back it up with some facts. Usually when you have an insurrection, you don't, uh, you, you arm yourself. And if you're going to go into a building and overtake the government, you usually wreck the place. You don't just take selfies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say you're being played, but you're not. You get it. Here is uh, Donald Trump. He was on the plane last night, and his first interview was with Mr. Greg Kelly on Newsmax. Here's a little bit of it. Terrible experience. Uh, I came in. I was treated very nicely, but uh, it is what it is. I took a mugshot, which I never heard the words mugshot that wasn't didn't teach me that at the Wharton School of Finance Cut. and uh, I have to go through a process it's uh, election interference you know that better than anybody you it cover is. it so well our country this is a weaponized justice department and all of these indictments and cases I have a couple of cases that are not indictments they're just cases where you have these left lawyers suing uh, on like a woman that I never saw before other than that day she took a picture. 25 years ago on a uh, on a line on a uh, contributors line or something or charity line uh everything it's just like one thing after the uh, the next and what they want to do is they want to try and wear you out which never do 
but they want to wake you to about just an absolute horrible thing that they're doing, and I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, America's never seen anything like it, and they understand. They know that Donald Trump isn't this corrupt. They know that the reason why there are four indictments for the very first time in American history in 235 years, they get it. They know that the deep state is trying to cover its own ass so it can keep enriching itself. And it becomes more and more obvious every day. Every single day. A little bit more with uh, Donald Trump and Greg Kelly. And I think what's happening is there's really been a backlash against it. I've seen tremendous backlash, not only on your show, and you've been so incredible, but on so many shows that you wouldn't even think about it, and, and articles. Uh, where even Democrats say, don't do it, yep. don't do it, please. You make it a terrible mistake. Uh, but, uh, you know, I went through an experience today that I never thought I'd have to go through. But, yeah, I've gone through the same experience three other times. Yeah. In my whole life, I didn't know anything about indictment. And now I've been indicted like four times. And all by the radical left. And it's in coordination, absolutely in coordination with the Justice Department. So, Mr. President, you... You're unique. You can uh, you can take it. Yeah. I want to. We got a picture of the 19, I think, co-defendants, and you know some of them, you know, they're not possibly built like you. Some of them are just ordinary people. Uh, you got some people who we need to organize a legal defense fund for all of them. Wrote a letter or wrote a memo, and now they've been charged and booked and all that stuff. And you know, some people you like, got Sidney Powell, you got Jenna Ellis, you got uh, all sorts of people. Some people you didn't even know. Rudy Giuliani, you know, he can uh, he almost lives for it. I admire him so much. Um, how do you view these nineteen? Do you view them? Are you in this together? Uh, they say co-defendants, and uh, like, how do you view them? Are you are you one team? And also, I think they're trying to make this trial happen in October. Yeah, uh, which sounds kind of crazy. It's not going to happen. Well, they wait three years to do it, and they take their time. Everything takes their time, and this is only not only here, also deranged Jack, who is uh, absolutely he's like a lunatic. He's got crazy. But they waited years to get the, you know, to go through a case. And then they drop it right in the middle of the election when I'm leading Biden, Biden by five or six points. At Conspiracy. Least. And, but right in the middle of the election, Collusion. they drop it. And I, I tell you, you just said something that's uh, very true. I looked at some of the other mugshots. Can you believe it? <laughs> and uh, Rudy's a tough guy, and Rudy can handle his greatest mayor. And your father was the greatest police commissioner. But the greatest mayor in the history of the city of New Rudy shouldn't be going through this. He didn't do anything wrong. He's the one, and we all are the ones that question the election. Yeah, and you should be able to do that because First Amendment. Yeah, that's about it. So let's take a break and come back. The number 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. Friday with Rob Carson. Bruce LaBelle is going to be joining us at the bottom of the hour. He's a political pundit, uh, also worked with uh, Donald Trump, longtime advisor. He was on Fuego last night on Newsmax. So uh, U.S. Customs and Border uh, Protection employees received an agency email Tuesday honoring, are you ready for this, National Chest Feeding Month, National Breast and Chest Feeding Month. Employees say they have yet to receive any significant message regarding the department's relief and recovery efforts in the deadly Maui fire, but they want to encourage chest feeding. 
to the annual messaging campaign to appease the left. The term accommodates mostly transgender males who prefer the word chest over traditional vernacular. How about uh, shut up? Yeah, how about that? How about that? How about just shut up? This, this sort of nonsense is doing a face plant in the public sector. We just see this new news about Disney losing its rear end because people are done with woke nonsense. But you see, the government can fail uh, in ad finitum forever and ever and ever. And so this, uh, this crap is still happening while people in, uh, in Maui are waiting for the DNA results to see if their children are dead. But don't worry. While FEMA may be staying in five-star resorts... While the people of Lahaina stay in tents and gymnasiums, at least the FEMA people aren't paying full rate. So there you go. Oh, and not even Dollar Tree is safe from uh, uh, surging theft. The budget retailer uh, results a 2.2% drop in profit on crime and damages. So not only, like uh, Dick Sporting Goods, they said 25% of their profits are gone because of uh, theft, right? So uh, there's that. And now they're even, if things have gotten so bad, you're stealing from Dollar Tree. So people go on to Dollar Tree and, and they you know, walk out with a grocery cart full of stuff and, and they go to the police report and they say, yeah, the thieves got away with over $70 in merchandise. <laughs> And it is so funny because so many businesses are pulling out of uh, of uh, San Francisco. Did you hear that IKEA is actually building a store in San Francisco? You know why? Because if a thief goes into IKEA, they're going to get lost and they'll never get out. Particularly if they're a male thief and they have a female thief along with them, the female thief will lead the male thief into IKEA, and the male thief will get so disoriented and and frustrated that he just gives up, and then they just forget about stealing. That's what happens in IKEA. You follow these arrows and all of this. You don't even know where the hell you are. Then all of a sudden, after looking at uh, furniture you got to put together without instructions for an hour and going into somebody's apartment, you know, they, hey, look, you can live in uh, 300 square feet and all that. Then all of a sudden you find yourself in the middle of a cafe where they're selling salmon and meatballs. What the what? That's why, uh, why IKEA is not afraid to uh, open in, the, in America's inner city. So you should know. Uh, in a little while, I've got this great audio from Robert Kennedy Jr. from last night. Uh, he talked about the, uh, the GOP debate, and he put it into a nutshell. This is what Steve Bannon said about the GOP debate the night before last. If you support Fox and watch Fox, you should be ashamed of yourself. Now it's a TV for stupid people. And I, I, the only thing I would differ in Don Jr.'s assessment is that they're worse than MSNBC and CNN. What? Compare the CNN town hall to what Murdoch had, the trap Murdoch had set for Trump last night. Oh, Compare yeah. that. As bad as CNN is. Compare the CNN town hall. That's a objective fact we can look at. The yeah. end of the Republican, the old Republican Party ended in Milwaukee last night. What did he just say? The end of the Republican, the old Republican Party ended in Milwaukee last night. I told you that. For, and it came out in all of its glory. Yeah. I told you, the GOP, uh, they were going to change. Uh, we're never going back. I've got more on that coming up. Also, Larry Elder, while he was barred from even being in the building, that's pretty interesting. And Bruce Lavelle is up next. Don't go anywhere. The old Republican Party ended in Milwaukee last night. For, and it came out in all of its glory. All of its glory. 
What is happening here is amazing, and that is signal. What happened last night is noise. All right, there you go. That is Steve Bannon talking about uh, the Republican Party, the GOP. And I said this, so if you think you're the Mitt Romney, uh, if you think the the uh, Mitch McConnell, if you think the Paul Ryan wing of the Republican Party is going to make a comeback, it's gone, bro. It, it is over. Okay, the Liz Cheney is over. Our, they're not going back. And if the GOP wants to bed down with those individuals, I hate to tell you this, Trump voters aren't going to, and a whole lot of people who used to not be Trump voters aren't going to go there either. So I thought you should know. Last night I was watching Newsmax. Bruce Lavelle, advisor to President Trump, former executive director of the National Diversity Coalition for Trump, among other things. Uh, also a private, uh, a small business owner, actually not so small. Uh, and avid barbecuer joins us on the Newsmax hotline. How are you today, sir? Hey, man. How's it going? It's good. I saw you last night, and uh, you were uh, on Fuego talking about this uh, latest indictment. You you make Atlanta your home. Uh, as yep. someone from Atlanta, uh, how, how did it how did it feel to you? Because I, I saw people lined up on the on the on the route cheering him on. People of color, uh, yep. and I saw support at the jail. Well, tell us uh, what you saw yesterday living there. Well, you know, my main office is literally twelve minutes from Rice Street. And I am a fixture, quote, of Atlanta. Um, Atlanta made me very wealthy. Uh, Many of my colleagues have benefited off the city that was too busy to hate, which landed the world Olympic stage in 1996. I was chairman of the the seventh largest transit system, MARTA, Emory University, uh, Community Improvement District Boards, great church here, Victory World, for over 30 years, been on the board. Fixture, quote, fixture of Atlanta. And to watch this person, Fonnie Willis, who is from, born and raised in Inglewood, California, raised the majority of her life in Washington, D.C., come down here and run for uh, office, get all the special interest money behind her, platforms and runs on I'm going to get Trump, and comes out here and makes a mockery and a mess and an embarrassment of our great city, is a travesty for all the Atlantans. And I want everyone to hear this. The fundraising that she started the night before that she had her press conference almost to midnight, okay, on indicting President Trump, before the grand jurors were able to convene and get all their stuff out, prematurely, which is another conversation, put forth this mess, this mockery, this travesty towards the great people of Atlanta, the business people, the Maynard Jacksons, the Andy Young, the, the Dr. Nolan Lavelles, my, grand, my dad's brother who built the church, marched against real, real, quote, real voter intimidation with Bull Connor in Alabama, all the way from the Montgomery bus boycott. That, ladies and gentlemen, is real voter intimidation. But to have these, quote, liberals come to our great city, yeah. And she fundraised out of 92% of her fundraising, ladies and gentlemen, comes from 44 states outside of the great city of Atlanta. That means only 8% of the money came from Georgia that were local. That tells you where we're at with this. This yeah. right here is a travesty for the great city of Atlanta. 
I'm going to tell you, Bruce, I think her uh, little house of cards is going to come tumbling down. You've got Jim Jordan. Uh, they're going after her. to uh, to. And did you notice the other day when she announced the charges, she was asked, have you communicated with Jack Smith? And she had no comment. That, to me, and obviously the uh, timing of these four indictments to come down uh, during the election cycle, even the timing of what originally, you know, the where they when they want to have the trials, if this is collusion and conspiracy to throw an election, this, I don't think this is going to stand. Uh, this is what my gut is telling me, Bruce. But uh, this is uh, this is uh, remarkable. But but as far as the people of Atlanta that you know, do you do you feel that there's been a shift that people are going? You know, this is uh, this is political persecution. Do you suppose yep. this is changing the minds of people who otherwise wouldn't like Trump? Yep. Well, watch this, and this is going viral. You can go to my good friend David Harris Jr. You know he's you know these younger yes. cats are good with all this yes. ramp stuff, and I'm I I am not good at it, and I don't trust yeah. anyone to t- touch anything with my name Lavelle attached to it. So yes. I do the best I can with social media. What you saw, and there's many others that are out there, when they were riding through um, a predominantly black community uh, right outside of Rice Street, which I'm very well aware of, you will see predominantly 99% black folk, yes, cheering the motorcade, cheering President Trump. Not the fact that he's indicted, the fact that, to your answer, of 39, 38% black population in the entire state, okay, and as much as 70% in certain parts of areas in the city of Atlanta. Listen carefully. You saw an unusual, like, whoa, support for President Trump. Now, remember, when we talk about stuff like this, we're talking about a iconic movie star, if you want to say that, a celebrity for 40 years, made cameo appearances on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, made cameo appearances on uh, a video of Bobby Brown on, on your own with Ghostbusters, a person who has yes. done broke bread many, many times with Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton and the, the, the Snoop Dogg, 50 Cent. The, the list goes on and on to the break of dawn. And now he puts his name on the ballot. But more so, Brother Rob, to answer and all the listeners out there, the sympathy and the understanding is coming. This is that huge elephant in the room that you're going to start to see. Yes. Black men especially, black folks say, whoa, they took out a former president and indicted him. We understand what that's like historically from the Biden crime bill, which started, yes, that Clinton signed the largest mass incarceration of black America in the world's history, quote, and the cocaine versus crack bill. People forgot yes. about that, Brother yes. Rob, in 1988. Yes. Yes. They're understanding, they're sympathizing, they're like, oh my gosh, they took out President Trump. They ain't take him out. They just inconvenienced him a little bit, quote. Yeah, but yeah. that's what you're seeing. That's the culture. That's the sentiment what's brewing on right here. The true Atlantans, the true Georgians, as I say, the real black folk. Yes, yes that's sir. One of 80-plus of million who I represent, President Trump, speaking for him. I speak for him on this. 
I'm going to tell you, I remember when I was in my 20s and I went to a thing called Morning Show Boot Camp in the early 90s in Atlanta, and I was energized by Atlanta, man. I came into Atlanta. I was like, oh, my God, I love this town. I have been uh, numerous times. I did a lot of time on WIAY, which is no longer around in Atlanta, and Atlanta was this marvelous, marvelous community showing what the country can be like, and particularly with a largely black population, did yep. so much better than, than cities like Detroit, did so much yep. better than places like Chicago was this jewel, and Democrats have just taken it for granted. You got uh, cities like Woodstock want to leave Atlanta because of the bad Democrat leadership of Atlanta. Yep. But I, what I saw yesterday was a burning desire to bring Atlanta back to greatness and, and America back to greatness. And I think, honestly, they used to paint Donald Trump as the man. He was the man. Well, the government is the man. Donald Trump is not the man. Donald Trump is the common man. And the government is the man. And when you see Ice Cube doing an interview with Tucker Carlson in South Central, you know you're not hitting all the cen- cylinders as the Democrat Party with the black population, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and let me say this, too, to that point. I'm yes, very sir. connected to some very, very famous black movie stars, entertainers. Yes, I am. Some of them are wearing my products, okay? Yeah. But the but the thing about me and great and the leadership that God has blessed me with is I don't call names. I don't subject anyone to this persecution because this is not for everyone, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. This is not for. I, I said this last night on news. I said, you know, I, I you know, well, this morning I see so many hits I can't remember uh, <laughs> what it's like to stick your face on a national stage and defend this craziness. This is not for everyone, and not everyone is courageous as as Kai's Q, But I will tell you this. Yes, sir. It is rector- resurrecting. You saw Neo when they tried to corner him up, and, and just because he disapproved of cutting off genitals and messing with young children's uh, I, their body parts. Yeah. And he doubled down on that. He says, well, yeah. I guess y'all don't need Neo. He doubled down. So, so to your point, it is promoting more courageous folks to finally, especially in black culture, yes, because sir. it's always been a tool to weaponize giving money to large church congregations through their foundations, and any time the pastor speaks up something against the Democrat Party, they remind them and say, hey, remember the money. We've been a partner with you and your foundation. We just need you to keep being a partner. Now, the unfortunate part of this is people like, quote, Al Sharpton and many others. He's not the only one. Rob, just using him as an, as, as, as an example, that their foundations are funded by these huge liberal conglomerates. And any time you speak outside of something that they don't want, they will threaten to pull their money back. But yeah. guess what? They've built their debt services on these charitable, quote, uh, PACs that have given them money. So that so who's the master? Yeah. Ice Cube happens to build his own wealth. He's been smart. There's a few others. Build your own record label. Build yeah. your own business. I built my own business for 29 years as of last month. I control my own destiny. That means yes. I can come out and speak freely. And that's what I encourage out of President Trump's tenure when he was uh, president for four years. I was his spokesperson for small business for the time he was in office over the entire Southeast. The message was, build your own wealth. Build your own generational wealth. Now's the time to resurrect generational wealth under, quote, the Trump administration. We are pro-business. We are pro-family. We know the antidote for predominantly black cultures is to build your own wealth. Own your own gas stations in your community. Own your own grocery stores in your community. Own your own jewelry stores in your community. Yes, speak that in the Trump administration. This is why you're seeing black folk finally awakening like, whoa, wait a minute. 
and, yeah. and the messages getting out and seeing their checkbooks, seeing how the meat and all the groceries have gone up 20 Oh, man. Watching the gas, looking oh, yeah. at the defund and what that does to the black community. Listen, when you talk about defund the police, white folks cough, black folk catches pneumonia and almost dies on these policies. Yeah. Now, Bruce Lavelle, did you see uh, RFK Jr. spoke last night uh, on Newsmax, and he talked about the uh, the fact that Americans with the with inflation uh, make five thousand dollars less than necessary to cover all of their expenses. So they're putting their money on credit cards. We are up to one trillion dollars in yep. credit card debt, and and it is, and that's why that song that that new song that that uh, rich men north of Richmond is resonating. I, we got black guys rappers ramping along with this hillbilly from Virginia, mm-hmm. and people are come together because it doesn't matter. We've been told to hate each other. We're told that white people are racist and black people are, are you know, put upon and all of this stuff. And this guy comes up with this song, and I saw Asian people and black people listening it for the first time and weeping. And that's why I think we're going to be able to come together, everybody in this country, to save this country. Bruce? This is the living, breathing America... Reformation. Yes, Vivek goes on and says revolution, which of course that scares the hell out of people, but I'll say <laughs> I'll say reformation. Reformation yes, is what's going on. We're all part of this. We all have a, a place in it. We all have a lane. My lane is to speak this on every network, every television, whatever. So that's my lane. And the other part of that was you said the one trillion in consumer credit card debt, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. How about the one point six seven trillion and student loan debt, where where most of that cumulative is in black culture. Oh, come on and fill out this FISA thing and get your student loan. And when you get out, you can get a job and pay it back. The biggest trickery of all oh, yeah. right there that we're speaking. Watch this, Brother Rob. Here in Atlanta, we get back to the Atlanta. What's really happening down here? There are, quote, 70-plus thousand eviction notices sitting in court now to be for people to be evicted right now. Yeah. Yes. I think the we're done. The movie industry has laid off 70% here in Atlanta. We are sitting here with a DA. We have this. This is where I'm going with this, Brother Rob. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We have a dark cloud floating over Atlanta. Yeah. And the dark cloud is because of the silliness that we allowed this culture to come in and interrupt the greatest city in the country that was too busy to hate. It's not easy to get the United, the World Olympic stage. It's not easy to get the largest airport in the world. It's I know. not easy to get the largest black population and building business in the country next to Houston, Texas. It's not easy to come in to go places and to build a community where black folk, white folk get along, agree to disagree. And Maynard Jackson, who's a great friend of mine, he says, you know, in 1988, I met him in the bathroom. And I was there for the <laughs> CNN uh, event that they had I got invited to. He says, now's the time for black culture to resurrect and build your business. Yeah. He spoke that. Democrats, yeah. Republicans agree to disagree. We didn't play this kind of mess. We didn't have, a, we didn't have riots like they had in 2020. Like yep. Keisha Lance Bottoms bought into that liberal wokeism and almost got our city destroyed. Had yep. it not been in for the conservatives to push in those local sheriffs and send their troops down there and said, you are not burning down Atlanta. She was a one-term gov- uh, mayor the first time in the history of Atlanta because she embraced and brought in that culture. When the Wendy's was burned down on University mm-hmm. Boulevard, the oh, Wendy's, yeah. y'all remember that. It went by. Yes, I, I do. I covered that the next day for Fox News, and I smell the ashes. 
And I said, what's going on here? Because I mentored Carver High School down the street, which is a predominantly black high school, for two years. I know the community. And I asked him, I said, what, what is going on? Well, you know, man, they came from all outside, man. These people don't live yep. around here. They came down here and burned our stuff up. Listen hey, Bruce, carefully. Bruce, can you hold on? Can you hold on to the next break? We're, we're late. Can you hold on to the next segment? Is that okay? Let's roll. All right, let's do that, because I love what you're saying. You're inspiring the hell out of me, and I know you're doing that at the audience. Let's take a break and come back, wrap things up with Bruce Lavelle. This is The Rob Carson Show. Rich, the uh, police officer, the Capitol Police officer that shot and killed Ashley Babbitt is being promoted from lieutenant to captain. He was never questioned or in the investigated at all. They immediately trashed the investigation. Uh, Bruce Lavelle joins us on the uh, on the Newsmax hotline. You just sent me an article, uh, an opinion piece featuring Craig Scott from uh, Newsweek. Uh, tell us about that real quick, Bruce. Uh, look, we, we can spend hours. This is just an example. Y'all saw the First Step Act. Uh, yes. And, you know, I, I like to say that that wasn't total defining the president's legacy as it relates to black culture. That yes, was sir, one yes, of many. I like to phrase it that way. Yes, um, but of many, many uh, black men. And it gets back to earlier in our, in our conversation about the cheering going on as black men, especially in black culture, understanding um, historically in the past what it's like to be um, uh, pushed uh, with a double justice, you know, injustice system. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But anyway, this particular deal is, is just a testament of of a person that was in jail for a long time, nonviolent, and put yeah. that on the record, which is what we were after with yes, some, uh, we charges or co-conspirator charges, and had these huge sentences. That this is a result right here, and this yeah. right here, sir. What we said earlier again was this man was a victim of quote the crime. The crime bill of 1994, which Biden authored. Listen, listeners, listen carefully. Authored. There's a difference between, yeah. uh, you know, co-authored, wrote it, got behind it. It's mine. Had President Clinton signed into law. Yeah. Yeah. This is an example right here of what uh, many, many uh, testimonies hey, Bruce, of President Trump's tenure. Right we've, we've only got we've only got another minute here, uh, real quick. Um, uh, uh, you mentioned last night on Newsmax what we should do. Uh, what would you recommend people do if they want to get behind Donald Trump? You want to help out Donald Trump? I think you you talked about that briefly. You got about forty five seconds. Yeah. Well, obviously, go on uh, donaldtrump.com and make sure it's the official. You know, the official website, number one, there's yes, a lot sir. of bootleg yes, out there. The official, the official. Give money to his, his defense, and that's, that's one way. Yes. That's really where it needs to go. But real quick, I know we got 20 seconds. Pay attention yeah. to all your local elections, state courts, yes, city courts, solicitors, district attorneys, superior court, probate court, every single thing that moves around you personally and your community. Watch who gets on those ballots. Look where the money's getting behind these candidates. Follow the money. Make sure that special interest, Soros-style people are not behind these district attorneys yes, and state reps because these are the culprits, ladies and gentlemen. Pay attention so and know who these people are by name and when yeah. their elections come up and make All them right. accountable. We got to go. Inspirational, wonderful. Thank you, my brother. God bless you. Have a glorious weekend. We're going to win. Goodwill win. Bruce Lavelle, talk to you soon. All right. Thank you, brother. All right. It's the Rob Carson Show. Back in a few. Ah, hmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. 
Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. This is the Rob Carson Show. And by the grace of God, it is finally Friday, last hour of the Rob Carson Show. Here is the uh, number. is 800-922-6680. 800-922-6680. Killer show so far. Had uh, Bruce Lavelle on. Uh, longtime Trump advisor. Last hour, a really amazing interview about Atlanta and uh, and what this Fannie Willis has done. Uh, she is an outsider. She was elected with outside money. She's not from Atlanta. She's from California. Her father's a Black Panther. Radical leftist, communist, socialist supported by Judge George Soros and basically installed in Atlanta. She never really lived much time in Atlanta. She was raised in Washington, D.C., and yet she is bringing a, uh, a black cloud over Atlanta and, uh, and, uh, and making the city look bad. And this is all going to backfire on the left. It's already backfiring. Donald Trump is becoming a folk hero. He's already a movement. He's becoming a folk hero. Uh, by the way, Donald Trump has been indicted for the fourth time. Newsmax conducting a, an urgent national poll asking Americans if you think President Trump has committed a real, uh, has committed a real crime or is this is just a political witch hunt. Now, nationally, I believe it was McLaughlin Group the other night did a, a survey. It was uh, uh, Dick Morris shared it last night. 76% of Americans believe that the indictments against Donald Trump are political. That's overall. Uh, both parties overall. So if you think that the Democrats, by getting the mugshot yesterday, I mean, they're dancing around. They think it's hilarious. They, they think they got their mugshot. They got their trophy. Well, I hate to tell you this. Uh, we're going to make money off of it. We're, we're, we're embracing it. We're embracing it like all of the, the names that you've called us, uh, MAGA fascist enemies of democracy, white supremacists, all of those things. We embrace it. And so this, this uh, and by the way, killer mugshot. He looks pretty badass. And they're already, of course, they, I don't know what the left wanted him to do, but he, he gave him this look, and there's somebody saying, well, he's trying to intimidate the judges. Oh, okay, sure, shut up. I think it looked awesome. I think he looks determined. I think he looks lean. Guy's down to like 215 pounds. I mean, he looks he looked good uh, a little over a year ago when I met him, but he even looks even better. It is uh, it is remarkable. So um, uh, yeah, you got your mugshot, yeehaw, yippee skippy, you know. And just like everything else, you know, the next morning you wake up and you go, my God, what did I do? That's what the Democrat Party does every day. They wake up, they get out of bed, they look at themselves in the mirror and go, what the hell did I do? What have I become? Honestly, and, and if you don't feel that way, you should. <laughs> you, you really should. Uh, let me see here before we uh, dive into this hour. I know that we have. Uh, let me see. Um, Art from Arbutus, Maryland, on the phone. Hello, Art. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? How you doing, Rob? Good, um, good, good. I'm a, I'm a guy of logic. Okay. Yes. And the Democrats are like people you would run into in a methadone clinic line. They know nothing about everything. Yeah. And the thing is, is I look at Trump as a businessman. I look at the United States as a business. He runs it like a business. Yes, sir. You know, we make money. Yes. We're supposed to make money. Yep. Right? Am I on yes. the wrong track? 
No, no, no. Here's the thing. Uh, Donald Trump has real-world experience. He's, he's not an academic. He's not somebody who's been in government their entire life because they, you know, you can do two places if you can't do. One of them is academia, and the other one is government. Not saying everybody in the government, but a good share of people in Washington, D.C. Donald Trump, he had to survive in Manhattan. He had to deal with every racial and ethnic group. He had to do play by everybody's rules. He had to negotiate all sorts of BS, uh, 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 you know, regulations and whatnot. Every year, he every year he went under underwent a colonoscopy from the IRS. Every year, he was thoroughly, thoroughly uh, 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 audited by the IRS. And so that's how he can. That's how he approaches the world. He's got a bunch of uh, of uh, scumbags out there who run uh, uh, disparate countries, and and he is trying to dominate just like he did in New York, and he and he did a very good job at it. So of course he has the life experience to to lead the country and we saw how good a businessman can do as the president of the country and somebody who's had to i mean he's a fighter he's a scrapper he is a, an mma fighter and and he was perfect and now he's even more dangerous because he knows where the bodies were buried in washington dc and they know that he knows and they're terrified he's going to blow up their sweetheart deal that they've been getting for decades in washington dc yes and all those mm. paycheck riders that are just there for a paycheck, he'll clean house. Not yes, sir. To do that. Amen, brother. And I'm, I'm telling you, people want it. That's what they say when they say we want uh, retribution. Donald Trump is a retribution. Let's go to uh, Willie in New Hampshire. Hello, Willie. What's going on, my friend? Uh, Willie, are you there? In New Hampshire. Are you there? I know. I think we might have lost Willie. Yeah, don't like it when you lose Willie. Uh, you know what? While we're doing that, let's just have a comedic interlude. This is brand new from Jim Gossett about the debate the other night being stomped by 260 million views of Tucker Carlson's interview. Tucker Carlson, that's my name. Without me, Fox News is quite lame. This is Jim Gossett, by the way. Tonight they will not see a bump. Cause they got stiffs and I've got Donald Trump. <laughs> Trump. He's I got, got Trump, Trump, babe. <laughs> Tucker and Trump, babe. <laughs> I got Trump. Fox has pants. Ooh. Without the Donald. It makes no sense. Uh-uh. And I feel bad. Chris Christie thinks, or Ron DeSantis as his campaign sings. Trump. I got Trump, babe. Yeah, you know. Got him tonight, babe. You know, uh, uh, Donald Trump, uh, the last time he was on a debate with other GOP candidates on Fox... They had uh, twice the ratings, and uh, uh, Twitter, uh, the interview with Tucker Carlson, reached 2,200 times the audience that Fox had for the GOP debate. I got to get to this audio. This is Robert Kennedy Jr. Now, Robert Kennedy Jr. was on last night talking to uh, Eric Bowling in a magnificent interview. And I got to tell you, if, uh, if things go south,
and uh, Donald Trump, for some reason, is not the GOP candidate, I would strongly suggest he team with RFK Jr. and a third party and blow up both parties. I'm absolutely serious. Do you know why? Because Robert Kennedy Jr., I disagree with a lot of stuff. I don't understand why he agrees with this uh, idiotic uh, climate change crap when he's so smart about, you know, all the bull crap associated with uh, COVID. That aside, he seems to be the only person who gets it, what we're going through. And, and that's why they hate him. The two most uh, hated, ignored, censored people in the country are the two people who the left consider most dangerous this election cycle. Here's RFK Jr. Yeah, you know, that's a good question. He's talking about uh, the GOP debate. Listen, because you're not going to hear a better distillation of what we saw the other night. It seemed to me that debate really seemed surreal uh, and tone deaf. It seemed like it was almost a rehash of all these Reagan-era slogans. You know, I'm going to be tough on China. I'm going to be tough on Russia. I'm going to be tough on uh, crime. I'm going to be tough on women who are, you know, who are bodily autonomy. But the, the issues that I'm running into, and I have a really interesting base because, um, you know, my voters are a lot of uh, Republicans, independents, and Democrats. So I'm, you know, the overlapping bases with a lot of the guys that you saw of the, um, uh, debating last night. And I'm not hearing any of those concerns. No, and I said the same thing. It, it sounded like more Republican talking points. And, and if you're going to go down that road, you're not going to win. It's, it's over. That party's gone. Now listen to this. You want to talk a man who's plugged in to what's happening in the country. Listen to this. You know, we, we're in a situation right now where the average income in this country has never been this way. The average income is now $5,000 less than the cost of living. So Americans, in order to make up that deficit, are putting their, their debt on credit cards. I've been saying this for a year. Last week... We exceeded for the first time in history a trillion dollars in debt in three years. We've we've added three hundred uh, three hundred thirty billion dollars, a trillion dollars in credit card debts, and these American families are paying twenty two percent interest on that, which is going ultimately to you know these big uh, conglomerates, BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard. You know this is uh, this is the state of the economy right now. You're making $5,000 less than you need to pay the bills. And if you've got a little bit extra, you're worried about what's going to happen to the banks. You're worried about what's going to happen to the economy. You're wondering if the whole economy is going to collapse. You wonder if they're going to try and digitize the currency. You have no idea. Maybe if you've got some money, you might want to consider investing it in precious metals. I just want to mention Swiss America. It's a good time to mention it. And you want to write this down if you want to know more about it. You can look up their secret war on cash and consider getting some of your, your money in, uh, in gold or silver. Uh, here's a number. Write it down. You owe, it yourself to, you owe it to yourself to write down this number and use my name when you text or call. Rob Carson, okay? 
800-289-2646. That's 800-289-2646. You can get this wonderful booklet that I keep here in the office every day, The Secret War on Cash, extended edition. You're going to learn more. So get this uh, detailed uh, Secret War on Cash free. And just, again, call the number or text 800-289-2646. Mention my name, Rob Carson, would you do? Or go to SwissAmerica.com slash Carson. SwissAmerica.com slash Carson. Message and data rates may apply. Uh, real quick, let's go to um, James in New Mexico. James in New Mexico, how are you today? Pretty good. Hey, Rob, uh, uh, the Michael, communist Michael Steele over on uh, MSDNC is going crazy about <laughs> Trump's uh, entourage to Atlanta. And yeah. uh, and then he, they're also going crazy about the mugshot that he's making money off of it. And uh, But it's okay for the crackhead to go to, uh, uh, take his little entourage of Secret Service to his uh, hearings. Uh, that's, uh, that's a double standard. But, yeah. Hey, yeah. Rob, real quick, is it true that uh, Ramaswamy took money from uh, Soros? Soros? It's on the you know, dude, bottom line. I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out all of this because people are saying that he got ninety thousand uh, dollars in money to go to college from George Soros. I don't know that right now, and I'm going to tell you I met Vivek Ramaswamy when I was in New Hampshire, and uh, and while I'm not the judge of character that my mom was, because if I with my mom said that she liked or disliked Ramaswamy, I'd know. That, I, that the right decision was made. For me, when I met him and I talked to him for an hour, he seemed like a very genuine guy. Um, he, I like what he says. People are concerned because he's polished. He sounds practiced, all yeah, of this. He's I saying like what you want to I, I know, I know. But people are concerned. There's, he's saying what we want to hear, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I don't That's know yet. Truth, right, now I'm, you know? right now I'm looking at Ramaswamy. I think he's a good guy. He's not ready to be hey, president, one, but one, one I think he's a good guy. Real quick, if I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What please, the please, heck please. What is Geraldo doing on Newsmax? I don't know, but I thought the interview was actually good. Did you watch it? He actually was a little tame, but he's still yeah. a communist, as far as I'm concerned. Well, I, I know. I, and listen, uh, he, he differs. He, I disagree with him. I thought the interview last night with uh, Eric Bowling was great. And, and by the way, Geraldo's coming down on Trump's side. He realizes all of these indictments are nonsense. Well, we disagree with a lot of stuff with Geraldo. I get it. He's completely wrong-sided. But I they're thought actually last night's... From Fox over the Newsmax. I don't like well, they're, that. I, well, listen, listen, but don't you like Victor Davis Hanson? Don't you like Matt Gates? No, don't you like the, the, yeah. the people who have a brain, but not the ones that don't have half a brain? I got you. I got you. I got you. But I did, I'm going to defend him on that. I, I think uh, a lot of the times you have leftists on because you let them just kind of uh, destroy themselves, you know, like they do with the, uh, the uh, guy on the five who's a Democrat. Communists over there, over to Newsmax, what? is giving Why? them a platform to tell lies. Yes. I know, but but you know, you kind of got to skirt it. You got it like they had Chris Christie on the other night. So what you oh, do is I'll you you invite him on the, the Krispy Kreme guy. <laughs> yeah, you know, I know, but you you let them on, and then you let you uh, you know you ask measured questions and let them make fools of themselves. That's the way it works. Listen, buddy, I got to run. Okay, thanks okay, for the thanks. phone call. You bet. This is the Rob Carson Show. So Larry Elder was uh, shut out of the GOP debate the other night, and he was also shut out of the building. Also, uh, uh, 
Don Jr. was shut out. A whole bunch of associates of uh, Donald Trump were shut out of the VIP area and the whole deal. It's very clear that uh, that uh, Rupert Murdoch has decided who is going to win and who isn't. He's becoming the uh, George Soros of Fox. And I'm not uh, not saying that to be uh, in any way inflammatory. It's just the way it is. And, and I like some of the people at Fox. I really enjoy uh, Greg Gutfeld. We're right on the same uh, wavelength comedically with regard to uh, comedy and politics. Um, and uh, But here is uh, Larry Elder talking about what he's going to do about it. Listen to this. And then listen to who is in the room. And then I've got a soundbite from uh, Donald Trump when he was debating uh, Jeb Bush in 2015. Listen to this. Not only was I barred from the debate, even though I met the debate criteria, I was barred from entering the debate venue. I kid you not. There was a sign posted at security, don't let Larry Elder's campaign team in the building. Wow. What am I now? A terrorist? And by the way, one of the people eligible for the debate offered a $20 gift certificate for everybody who contributed $1. Yeah. It seems corrupt, if not illegal. That was the governor of North Dakota. Apparently it's not illegal. Another one gave a commission for donors to go out and get other prospective donors. That's like tying a pork chop around your neck to get a dog to play with you. Apparently that's okay. <laughs> but I did it the revolutionary way. I asked people to go to my website, yes, yes, LarryElder.com, and contribute. And I was not allowed up there at, on that debate stage. Wow. By the way, I... What are you going to do about it, Larry? I did file a complaint with the FEC alleging that essentially what the RNC did was to give these eight people who made the debate stage an in-kind contribution, which could subject the RNC to a fine of up to $100 million. That complaint was filed just this afternoon. We'll find out what happens. Uh Now, this is Donald Trump in 2015 with Jeb Bush talking about a similar audience, not filled with you and me. Filled with donors. Let me talk quiet. A lot, of times, <laughs> a lot of times. That's all of his donors and special interests out there. So that's what it is. That's what and by the way, let me just tell you, we needed tickets. You can't get them. You know who has the tickets for the I'm talking about to the television audience? Donors, special interests, yep. the people that are putting up the money. The RNC told us we have all donors in the audience, and the reason they're not loving me, the reason they're not, excuse me, the reason they're not loving me is I don't want their money. I'm going to do the right thing for the American public. I don't want their money. I don't need their money. And I'm the only one up here that can say that. Eminent domain. There you go. Beautiful. Absolutely well said. And look who's still in charge. Uh, Let's go to Eileen in Santa Cruz. Eileen, what's going on? Hi, Rob. Yeah, so let's let's uh, get get this project uh, going so we can fund these people's legal teams and, yes. and uh, you know give get them support. And then um, so this is the Bible uh, uh, little class for the day. Have you ever read the book of Esther? Uh, not in a while. Okay, so do you, do you remember the story of Esther and what happened? Uh, not off the top of my head. Okay, so so Haman wanted to to literally annihilate genocide, do genocide on the Jewish people because mm-hmm. they, he he was not uh, being worshipped by uh, this this man. Uh, uh, I forget his, his name right offhand, but anyway, uh, so so. Uh, 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 what ended up happening is... Real quick. He, he, oh, oh, yeah. 
so uh, uh, so the Esther was um, made queen, and then she came in and intervened, and uh, the, the, to make a long story short, Haman, this evil Haman, ended up yes. hanging, being hung on the gallows that he built himself. All right, listen, I've got to run. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm up against a hard break. I'd like to hear the story. I apologize for this. We do have to take a break. This, my friends, is the Rob Carson Show. Nothing like uh, a little, uh, oh, my phone's going off here. What is going on here? Hold on, my phone is completely done. I'm not sure exactly what that is and why that is playing right now. But let's go ahead and turn everything off. It's playing. I need to, I don't know why that, I don't even know why that happened. I'm not exactly sure where that even came from, to be quite honest. Welcome to the uh, Rob Carson Show. For some odd reason, I had a uh, small computer malfunction, and I've got to I've got to redo the computer because uh, we've got some problems with the, with the computer. I don't again. I don't know what's going on. Uh, anyway, we've got a lot of things I want to get to before the uh, show is over. And uh, let's go ahead while the computer is being turned down and restarted for some reason. Uh, let's see. I think we've got a, a phone call here. Let me go. Sorry, this is a little bit confusing. Um, let's go to uh, Rich from Joppa. Rich from Joppa. Hello, and welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Go ahead. Hey, Rob, how are you? I'm good. What's up? I, my computer just uh, farted there, but go ahead. A, a, a couple things. I saw in the interview with Vivek when, he, when they asked him um, why uh, the, 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 the whole George Soros thing. It was actually George Soros' dead brother had a scholarship fund. He was 24 years old, and yeah. he took the scholarship. I mean, if my kid could make it to the Naval Academy and I could get Barack Obama to write a letter so my kid could go to the Naval Academy, I wouldn't turn it down, even though he wasn't my yeah. favorite president. You know, yeah, really you know, we... That's enough to judge against somebody. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. And listen, I don't blame uh, uh, GOP voters and even Democrats who are still patriotic and love the country for immediately questioning anything about anybody right now because we've been lied to by both... By both parties, we've been lied to about everything by both parties for decades. And and when I say when I say, but if you should question it, but if the answer is right, it's right. I mean, I I miss real liberals. I I I miss I miss Dershowitz. I miss Geraldo. I miss those guys who can say I can't vote for President Trump. I can't vote for him, but I think he's being railroaded. Yeah. Well, Trump interviewed the other day. He goes, I can't vote for the guy, but he's being railroaded. Yes, and and it's amazing how really brilliant people can be so stupid sometimes. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, like Alan Dershowitz, I'd still vote for for Joe Biden, but uh, but I don't support this. I'm like, God, dang, dude, what is wrong with you? Honestly, I, I respect Alan Dershowitz, but how could you, in the face of how ungodly corrupt this man is and what he's done to the country, how could you possibly vote for him again? And I guess I that know, what that's what makes him that? a Democrat. I didn't hear that part. I just heard him say, Yeah, he said it. Trump. No, he said it. He, he said it. I'm like, what are you doing? No, no, I, listen, 
I have broke bread with liberals my entire life. All of my friends in uh, in Minneapolis and Cincinnati and most recently Washington, D.C. are liberal. They, they have been liberal. It wasn't until I got to D.C. and then I got a talk radio job and said that I supported Donald Trump that all of my friends in Maryland have stopped talking to me. And I think that's pretty sad and pathetic because that doesn't make you liberal. Liberal was open-minded, but they started getting rid of liberal 30 years ago. Liberal Liberal well, is not is not open. I'm more liberal than a liberal, if you want to think about it, because at least I'll listen to things, I'll debate things, I'll say things like, you know what? I don't think abortion needs to be outlawed uh, across the country. We should leave it up to the states, make it early and rare in those exceptions, so we can have this discussion. That is. I guess being a liberal, being open-minded. Leftism is something completely different. It is closed-minded, and it's morally and intellectually bankrupt. Well, it's amazing how, how I feel like, well, you, you know my area. I grew up in Dundalk. Dundalk used to be nothing but Democrats. I mean, if you were anything but a Democrat yep. in Dundalk, you, you, you take your life into your own hands. Now it's primarily Republican. Dundalk, Essex, and Northern and Hartford County are yep. are are a total freak when it comes to Maryland politics. I'm going to tell you, uh, as with so many great states, they're mostly rural and run by idiots in very large Democrat-run enclaves. Maryland is one of those places. Maryland, I'm, I thank God I got out of Maryland when I did. Montgomery County Schools, did you hear? You can't opt out of LGBTQ storybooks. You can't opt out of this LGBT radical indoctrination. Muslim and Christian families sued Montgomery County uh, Schools and the judge said, nope, it's not going to affect your child's, <clears throat> your child's uh, uh, religious beliefs. It's not about that. It's about indoctrinating children with nonsensical and dangerous ideology and not teaching them things. So <clears throat> Maryland is a Reading, glorious, beautiful state. Arithmetic. <laughs> yes. Dude, I am so sick of it. I am so sick of it. I, I'm glad I got my kids out of there. I really am. My kids, my, my son, all of his high school was in Kansas, in glorious, glorious schools. My daughter uh, graduated. She was here in uh, in seventh grade when we moved here, graduated, is going to a college without the indoctrination <clears throat> and all the nonsense. And I got to tell you, Maryland is like California Eden on earth, but Democrats are screwing it over, and and you know as well as I do. Um, uh, well, look what's happened in Baltimore. But Baltimore, I used to, I used to opt when I lived in D.C. I would go to Baltimore and watch baseball games. I would go to Baltimore and watch football games. I would go and and I would go see uh, 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 the Inner Harbor, and I'd go to Fort McHenry and cry when they opened the window and you saw the flag. I remember that. I wouldn't do it now. I'm afraid to go. To, to no, Baltimore not, and dine I'm out. I'm not afraid, but I, I understand your point. I'm not afraid to go. However, yes. I will say, it's still my hometown. There's still a lot of people in Highland Town and areas like that that see very much things the way that we see them. It's yeah. unfortunate that we handed over the reins to these crazy liberal Democrats who totally believe that it's nobody. It's, it's, it's not your fault. You, you know, it's yeah. not your fault. It's everybody else's fault. Well, how's it working for them, huh? How, how's it working right now? It's not working very well, as we got. Hopefully, there's a revolution coming, my friend. No, it is already on the way. I appreciate it. And another revolution that's coming, kind of interesting. Uh, people are turning. The media is turning on Biden. Why do you think he's on vacation for a month? I, I Why do you? you what, there, there's a there's a bar I go to that's very ethnic, and there's a, there's a lot of African American gentlemen that I talk to who tell me they're Trump fans. All right, it's I appreciate it. Hey, hey, listen. <clears throat> I'm going to ask you this, and then make him out of going. 
Uh, let's just talk to different groups, particularly young men. Okay, hold on. Let's talk about uh, to young men. I'm not talking about uh, uh, white guys or black guys. Let's let's just talk about young men, uh, all uh, you know, testosterone up and everything, and uh, and loving life and all of this. Why would you not think that a self-made man? Who took, who parlayed a million dollar loan into billions of dollars, who flies around in a 757, has been surrounded by the most beautiful women in the world, is married to one of the most beautiful women in the world. Every one of the buildings that he buys or builds, he puts his name on in giant gilded gold lettering. All right? Who the hell wouldn't consider that to be the American dream? Who wouldn't, who wouldn't want to be chauffeured around? I mean, have you seen a rap video lately? Really? And, and, you know, it, and that's where things are turning because they're realizing everything that comes from the left is crap. Everything that they touch turns to crap. It's a reverse Midas touch. And maybe they've just been played by the Democrat Party for 60 years. It is. It's coming. <clears throat> I told you it was going to bring us together. I told him, you know, you got the, the Democrat Party saying that black people should hate white people and white people should feel guilty and awful for being born. Bullcrap. I've always said bullcrap about that, and it's catching up. And they're realizing they're being played by the man. And the man is the Democrat Party. But it's not working out so well. Here's a little montage. Who wants to hear a montage? Anybody? <clears throat> a montage of Democrats on the liberal media kind of changing their tune on, uh, tune on Joe Biden. Well, sometimes President Biden uh, just cannot stop himself. During a speech today about the economy, he told at least two lies that have already been debunked. And what? Joe Biden was wrong. I don't know that he was lying about it. He might not have been told by Hunter, oh, but this crap. blind spot is a problem. Look at these leads for Donald Trump. He's at 62% of the CBS News Yuga poll, 57% at Quinnipiac University, 53% of the Fox News poll. Uh, the president spoken to this issue a number of times in, in recent weeks. He, we he has not looked, to it again. John, totally different story than a few weeks ago, right? I mean, why isn't he out there now? Kabul fell yesterday. Where is the president? Uh, I mean, President Biden keeps trying to change the subject. If you withdraw 2,500 troops and then you have to send 6,000 back, that's not planned. Right. That's on its face an example of a failure. You're asking me about the polling. You're asking me why we. Yeah, think, I mean, to that point, uh, he's underwater to in Wisconsin. Translate? You're talking about Wisconsin. He's underwater in Wisconsin. No, I know and I understand it. The Justice Department and Weiss denied what the whistleblowers were saying. But this move makes it seem as though, well, maybe the whistleblowers were right. Politically, it uh, removes some of the moral high ground that he might have he doesn't against have any. You know, all the Trump accusations. That he was, in fact, paid substantial sums uh, from Chinese companies. Yeah, and it's all coming down. Why is he on vacation for a month? It should be fairly obvious. Why is he on vacation? Flying uh, uh, during one vacation, Maui burns, and then uh, he takes a break, goes to Maui for six hours, comes back. And then goes on vacation again. It is unbelievable. This is uh, Greg Jarrett talking about the latest allegations that are coming out in all these emails. Listen carefully. It's getting big, bad, and ugly. In a Freedom of Information request, they're up to 15 times, which Hunter Biden would be on Air Force Two, traveling with his dad to these countries, leave from a different exit off the plane, right. and then meet up and do various things. In fact, there's a quote from a Hunter Biden email with a Mexican business partner. Uh, you know, we've got all of the telephone calls. He would get on the phone uh, with the foreign business partners, America's adversaries. They weren't talking about weather. In the Burisma call on December 4th, 
you know, the CEO who's under siege. He's having his assets seized by Victor Shokin, who you interviewed. Uh, he said, get your dad on the phone. Three days later, Joe Biden flies to Kiev yep. and under an extortion uh, attempt, mm -hmm. uh, he gets Shokin fired. Right. And all of a sudden overnight, the investigation into Hunter Biden's company that's paying him a million dollars a year vanishes overnight. You know, Zolashevsky, the CEO, got what he paid for. Sure. Now, Influence. by the way, Shokin is uh, talking today. And I've heard he's going to do an interview on Fox. And he's going to tell it like it is. This could be really big. Really big. Not enough to save Fox. They're pretty much scrawed, that said. But you, we put this in a combination of things. <clears throat> the abject corruption of Joe Biden that everybody knows about. The four indictments of Donald Trump that 76% of the American people say are a witch hunt. And then the President of the United States flies to uh, Maui where hundreds of people are still missing. Many of these people burned horribly to death with their children in cars, in their homes, dying alone. He goes there and he says, well, you know what? I had a fire at my house and it almost got my Corvette and my cat. And then FEMA <clears throat> is putting up their uh, people in five-star resorts. But they're not paying the market rate, so that's good, right? How about you put up a damn tent outside of Lahaina and you sleep on a damn cot like the people in Lahaina instead of getting a special rate while you're still staying at a five-star resort? This is a report out of uh, Maui with regard to that. These photos making national news headlines, calling attention to FEMA workers on Maui in what appears to show them relaxing in five-star hotels. Wow. At the cocktail bar and at a registration desk wow. at the Grand Wailea, another photo shows FEMA workers on their laptops at the Fairmont Keolani. It's rubbing devastated Lahaina residents the wrong way as they deal with the deaths of more than 100 people and a historic community wiped out. I mean, I feel sick. Dustin Kaleopu lost his home in the Lahaina fire. So they're seeing government employees or government volunteers staying in these luxury accommodations being funded by taxpayers, that's where a lot of the frustration comes from. A FEMA official we spoke with does not deny they are staying at five-star hotels and that taxpayers' money is paying for lodging for employees and survivors, but says it's not what it looks like. A FEMA personnel and responders are not here on vacation. Uh, we're all here for the residents of Maui and the survivors of this terrible uh, this terrible incident. All right, listen to the word that he said there. He said this terrible incident. <clears throat> That's what he said. He called it an incident. So we've got people who burned to death. We've got people who have not been able to get out of Maui or out of Lahaina. you got people who couldn't get into Lahaina to save their children. And this jackweed is calling it an incident. You know what the, the FBI calls uh, uh, indictments? They call them, uh, what do they call them? They, uh, products. Did you know that? They call them products. Yeah, I heard it in testimony uh, with the two whistleblowers. They call these investigations a product. Do you know why? People in the FBI get uh, compensated for their, uh, for their pursuit of these indictments. It's a product. It's a product they provide. Isn't that interesting? It's kind of interesting, ain't it? Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. 
Perks Negotiator. Now at FEMAPerks.com, federal emergency management employees can name their own price. They can spend thousands at luxury hotels at the taxpayer's expense. Yes. While citizens of Maui are living in tents, gymnasiums, and churches <laughs> and barely getting enough to eat. $1,000 a night for a uh. penthouse suite, Mr. FEMA? No problem. 350 for room service for one person? No Such a problem. deal. Yeah. Six grand for a private FEMA cocktail party? Book it, Dano. It's all at FEMAPerks.com. Shop, compare, steal. FEMA Perks <laughs> Negotiator. So that is uh, Jim Gossett who put that together. He wrote it and produced it this morning. In a half an hour, he's on the Newsmax hotline. My brother, what a week you've had. Thank you. This is William Shatner. I just saved 15% on car insurance, Rob. I left the scene of an accident. It's great to be on the Rob Carson Show. <laughs> How's things going in Atlanta? You know, you had the big, uh, the big indictment yesterday. That was pretty exciting. I know you're toward the end of the show. I didn't have time to produce this. This is like 40 seconds. Can I just give it to you? <laughs> Go! Oh, Johnny, I hear that plane a-coming. To the ATL, they're trying to put Donald Trump through a living hell at the Fulton prison on charges that won't stick. They made him take a mugshot because they are quite sick. When oh, Fonny was a young girl, when Fonny was a young girl, her mama told her child, don't abuse your power, but this woman has gone wild. Called Trump to Fulton prison, should hang her head in shame, cause when the case is thrown out, she will deserve the blame. All right. Oh my goodness, dude! Uh, epic, epic, epic. Uh, Jim, you know, I, uh, I, we, we've had you've done a great job this week. Just, I mean, honestly, the the proliferation of stuff. You just, you, you never run out of material, bro. Is it? And and you know, I, I think I wrote you an email yesterday. I'm like, sometimes you you get into the creative kicks and you can't keep up with your brain, right? I know. I'm sitting there working on Tucker Carlson singing. <laughs> I got you, Trump. You know, uh, and then you sent me a uh, uh, William Shatner Priceline negotiator, and of course, oh. uh, you know, a rainbow night in Georgia. Lord. Oh my God, you're Brooke Benton this week. That was beautiful. Hey, that, hey, Jim, I, I, I did that live last night. Okay, and gave you a oh. Now, Jim, what what can people do to uh, to uh, to help you out? Uh, you know, it's hard to be a conservative content uh, producer. I know you got a Patreon page, P A T R E O N at Jim Gossett. You've got JimGossettComedy.com. Uh, what's the number for people who want to keep come and see you live? Six seven eight eight two nine show. Six seven eight eight two nine show. I've got a couple of things in September that's on the Patreon page, or they can call that number. And I'm still praying to our God that I will be on stage with Rob Carson yep. before the end of 2023. I'm working That's on what it. I'm begging. I, I'm for. just telling oh, you, I know, Jim. I know you and I will own it. You and I will blow it up. And and there's a possibility we have a we we have a thing coming up. And when we do, people will want to pay to get into this. I I know. Listen, Jim. I got to run, bro. An epic week. Your comedy I means so much. It does, bro. I tell you what, if if you can't if you can't get do Mercedes Benz Stadium, I'm pretty sure we can sell out the Fox Theater. Okay. All right. Well, let's work on it, brother. Have a glorious weekend. God bless you, and thank you for your enormous creativity. You really God make bless the show. And I'm going to tell you, I've worked with a lot of people, including some big people at the Rush Limbaugh program, and you make them all look like amateurs. I'm just going to tell you. All right, Jim. Take care of yourself. Let's take a break. Come back. Wrap things up. It's the Rob Carson Show. 
Because that's going to do it for the uh, the week. Uh, have a glorious weekend. Check out my show, Rob Carson's What in the World this weekend, and laugh. We're winning, guys. We're winning. We're coming together to save America. Have a glorious weekend with your family. God bless you. And until Monday, don't catch the stupid. I'll see you then.